0: Welcome back to the Cordell & Cordell and Men's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell & Cordell. And as always, we'll continue to bring you the latest information on COVID-19 and how it's affecting all things family law. And specifically today, we're gonna talk a little bit about mediation, which we addressed a number of weeks ago With some of our Cordell attorneys in Utah and California. But maybe today we'll talk a little bit about it in a different aspect because early on in COVID, we were talking about ways to get things resolved before you could file. And today I'm joined uh, by Claire in our uh, Baltimore, Maryland office. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: So as usual, again, always the word of caution that this isn't to be taken as legal advice. Uh, you know, your facts are different and the circumstances may dictate something else in a different direction. And for us, we want to just give you some talking points and some tips that you can take to an attorney if you need a consultation or if you have an attorney right now uh, to really stimulate uh, that conversation. And so keep in mind that we can also provide you with a consultation if you want at 866 Law, or on the web at cordellcordell.com. We can do it telephonically, virtually, or in person where appropriate. So. Uh, Let's just jump right into mediation, but first and foremost, everybody always wants to know, every time we uh, get to another city in our state, around the country with our court attorneys, what's going on with the court system in Baltimore?
1: Well, um, Maryland is starting a phased reopening for their courts. So from March until about June, there was not much you could do in a courthouse. Now, that's changing. So courts are beginning to have remote hearings, and that's going to continue through pretty much August. And you can handle remote initial hearings, uncontested matters, or very straightforward things. By about Labor Day, we'll be able to get back into the courthouse in person and start proceeding on substantive hearings and cases. And a lot of courts are sending people to remote mediations, actually. We're gonna be, we're all on Zoom a lot.
0: Interesting, so in terms of the opening, you know, we were, I was talking with our attorney in Buffalo, You know, there was nothing you couldn't even file. And in some points in in our parts of California, you couldn't file no e-filing. Some parts around the country don't have e-filing. And you actually have to file in person. So, I mean, I assume guys, if they have something going on, they can at least get in what I call in the queue.
1: Yes, you absolutely can get in the queue. And the sooner you do, the better, because they're starting now to schedule hearings that will happen Mm. this fall. And so you don't want to be bumped out of that. So, yes, you can e-file stuff. There are only a handful of counties in Maryland that still require you to send something in by mail. Most everywhere is electronic filing and you've been able to do that throughout the pandemic.
0: Good. So, I mean, that's one thing, it's, it's a huge relief for guys who wanna move forward and you know, now we're week 14, at least, as I keep track of kind of post COVID from early March um, and a lot of people waited, they, you know, they didn't want to do anything. And, and we're seeing that here across the country in our offices where we're starting to see guys coming in and kind of at bigger numbers. That's good. And they know they can move forward and file. Um, so one of the things I think is of interest and I've always been a, um, someone that suggests some sort, some sort of, um, I guess means of mediation uh, mm-hmm. and that's a kind of a complicated Perhaps word and people don't really understand what it is. Whether it's mandatory, voluntary, what does that mean? Do I have to do it? So maybe the best place to start is to to just kind of tell people that's watching what really is mediation in family law.
1: Okay, that's that's an easy question to answer. Um, I'm I'm trained as a mediator and as an attorney who represents people in mediation. So mediation is a productive conversation where two people in a family law context, a husband and a wife, would sit down usually with their attorneys present, and then with the mediator, who's a neutral third party. They're usually an attorney, sometimes not, um, and they help you try to resolve an issue or all the issues in your case. In a couple hours of a session, you can reach an agreement on everything, something, sometimes nothing, um, and it's a way to try to resolve your case without court intervention. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's huge. I, you know, I've been a fan of it in in one way or the other. Not necessarily formal. It's formal isn't for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where you actually employ a a third party neutral. Um, I've always said to clients coming in the door, hey, let's try some informal mediation, albeit meeting. Let's prepare a settlement offer. Let's get everybody in the same room. That's pre-COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's see what we can do. Uh, because it does. In the long run, it's worth probably the shot. There's a strategic way. I look at it as I get a free shot at evidence. I get to see what they're going to argue about. Um, and maybe it settles, and we can save a ton of money in that regard. But I guess that's the question You know, everybody wants to settle, but... Do you really think, why should guys go to mediation? Is it for everybody? You know, Is that something that you would suggest almost in most every case that comes in the door, whether it's formal or informal?
1: Well, in Maryland, as a practical matter, almost everyone ends up going to mediation because Maryland courts in family law cases require you to go to at least custody mediation as part of their Mm -hmm. regular handling of cases. So I always tell people, even if you think there's no way your case is going to settle, you have to go. The court's requiring it. So let's try to make it as productive as possible for your case. And it can be productive as a way to get an agreement, but just like you said, it can also be free discovery. Um, Even if you think we'll never come to an agreement, I say the sky is blue, she says the sky is purple, Um, you can still get a lot of helpful information because you're there. And just like you said, you're, you're telling the person, here's what I'd like, what would you like? And the best question to ask at mediation is why? Why are you asking for this? Why would you be opposed to that? Because if you can get the other person to tell you, oh, well, I don't want you to have, you know, overnights during the school week because you can't get homework done and you can't get the bedtime routine done and they just play video games at your house. Well, There you already know what they're gonna argue against you at a trial and you've gotten it for free. So now you can use the time to prepare and counter that. And also sometimes it's a helpful place to just say, those concerns you have, those aren't even correct. Yep. Here's my here's the homework records. Here's, you know, here's the bedtime routine in my house.
0: And I guess there's some question and I mean, I'm thinking, I'm even asking myself whether or not informal or formal, first mm-hmm. question guy may have is can anything that's said in that meeting Either way, be used against me later if we don't settle and we can try it. Meaning, I guess, is one confidential and one not? I mean, that's a right. good question, right?
1: Right, it is. All media, All settlement negotiations are confidential. Courts want families to resolve their case. So courts make it very easy for you to have honest and candid settlement discussions. So if you went to mediation and you said, I would take this schedule, and they don't agree to take it. But you end up at a trial and the person says, well, wait, when we were at mediation a couple months ago, you said you'd be fine with that. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be able to finish that sentence because those settlement negotiations are inadmissible. The court doesn't hear the substance of what you talk about at mediation, whether you're at a formal mediation with a mediator or if you're just at a meeting in somebody's conference room to work things out. So that information is always protected from the court.
0: So I guess then the question is, is the downside really only cost? Is that really kind of when, when they're looking at it, it's an added cost to a normal course of litigation?
1: I would say it can be an added cost. That would be that would be probably that's the downside that people think of the most. Um, mm-hmm. Even with that, though, I tell people that it's worth it to try. Because again, in a state yeah. like Maryland, it's a mandatory cost. So, mm-hmm. you know, complaining about it is isn't going to make it more expensive. Um, are more more effective, but you have to go so make it as productive, find a way to make those two hours, three hours, whatever work for your case. Another downside that sometimes clients don 't think about is you can overshare so mm-hmm. you don't want to sit in mediation and say, Oh, well, we always get homework done. you know I drink four or five beers while my son does his math homework because then maybe you've shared something that isn't going to be helpful to your case and yeah. while the substance of your settlement negotiations is confidential. I sometimes tell clients, you can't unring a bell. So right. sometimes you might go into mediation and you might share something or say something that is going to hurt your case because now they know it and they can use that against you. But yeah. that's an avoidable downside. That's, what, yeah. that's my job to help you prepare to avoid that.
0: Right, yeah, I try not to use cocaine while my kids are at home, right. kind of thing, right? You know, <laughs> exactly. and, and they didn't know it, and now they're not going to use that statement, but now they're going to maybe drug test you, they're going to go, it goes down the path, and that's why there is some advantage that a lot of lawyers don't think in that way, uh, mm-hmm. and they really share too much, and now yeah. we are really prepared. If We can't resolve it. Now we know the direction. We know the strategy. Uh, we know their weakness, perhaps, um, mm-hmm. and, there, and I always, uh, we do these seminars at night, um, and one of the mistakes we talk about in the ten stupidest mistakes is talking too much, and that doesn 't mean talking about the kids or the legal custody or or you know perhaps even in this event but it 's really sharing too much strategy uh, it 's like a game of uh, Texas hold 'em you know or yeah. poker you know if you, you, your two down cards are aces you 're never going to flop them up so everybody can see because everybody 's out you know that 's right. the point there 's some things you just keep close to the best, and I guess that would be this case but mediation and why I found this so interesting during, at least during COVID and depending upon around the country, um, it very well may be like in St. Louis County here in Missouri, um, that the average length of a case may double or more because of COVID. Our court system is still in phase zero to phase one. We're not even open. Uh, There's still no in-person hearings. Can't get in the door. They're not really conducting trials via Zoom. Um, So what that really means to guys, and I've been saying is, You really need to rethink your goals um, and really analyze whether or not settling, going to a mediation, maybe revising them downward, uh, if time is uh, more important to you, to really consider that. that's why I think mediation actually may facilitate a better resolution for some guys, albeit it's not the one that they they first wanted prior to COVID. Um, But if they're like, I've got to get over this sooner than later, then I think that's a conversation that they need to have. I think that's why mediation, I find this topic so interesting really, mm-hmm. especially in this pandemic, um, that really gives guys an opportunity uh, and a light at the end of the tunnel to resolve their case. You know, yeah. you don't want to go on for, for two years. I mean, when I first started practice, I mean, it was 27 years ago, it was not unusual for cases to go two years or more. And, and I can't imagine now you know, Missouri is, used to be under a mandate of six to 12 months, uh, and that's long enough. So even, I, I do find it interesting.
1: Yeah, even before COVID, you know, Maryland courts would have, mm-hmm. you'd be lucky if you were a year from the day you filed to the year you had your divorce hearing, COVID's only gonna make it longer. Um, but one thing I always tell people to consider when they're, when they're contemplating mediation is, think about, okay, if you sit down and you have a conversation, what's your best option if you don't come to an agreement? And now that we're in this COVID context, you know, if your best option to saying, I don't want to go to mediation, you know, I don't want to have that conversation. I just want to wait for a judge to decide. You could be waiting a very long time. So if the difference is between having zero time with your kids versus having some time with your kids to use the remainder of your litigation process to keep building good facts because you got some time at a mediation now and you can live by that interim agreement for a couple of months until you can get back in front of a judge, well, that's gonna make you a much stronger parent asking for more time down the line if you can say, I've been seeing my kids on the weekends and on some school days and I've been helping them with that, then I didn't have any time with them because I didn't wanna sit down and have, settle for maybe less than my ideal outcome.
0: For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. For me, you know, there, there is something where we talk about, you know, we, uh, we advise, we advocate, and we litigate where necessary. And the point is, is there are no winners in, in divorce. It's degrees of losing. No one's coming out at 100% of everything they wanted. I mean, there is a small percentage of those indigo- individuals, and it depends. It's case-specific. I mean, that's when you have seriously, seriously bad facts on the other side. And mm-hmm. so what that really means is uh, to begin thinking you know, in, in bigger picture. I mean, I think, okay, maybe I can do without this. Maybe I can think about settling for this. And, uh, and it is, could be cost effective. I think it's it's interesting. Um, and in fact, I've just got a case that came in the door. Clients were already talking about they just wanted to move on and they wanted to do informal mediation. I think it's going to resolve. It's, it's, it's a different, you know, time. And I think it's well worth considering. So I guess, but the important part for guys, as they think about this as an element, And I think it's a big issue um, with other attorneys around the country. And you kind of, not to demean, you know, one industry, but I think sometimes in family law, it's plagued by attorneys who, one, don't ever want to litigate. And two, they're underprepared. So the question really is, is what should guys be thinking about? How do they prepare for this mediation? What should they do?
1: Well, that's a good question. It's not Something that you you know, my mediation appointment is at two o'clock three weeks from now. So I'll start thinking about it at one forty-five that day. Mm-hmm. That's not it at all. You and your attorney should be sitting down and thinking about okay. So we're going to be talking about custody. Well, that's how our decision is going to be made for the kids. Where will the kids be spending their time? And most, at least in Maryland, and and most attorneys, most good family law attorneys, are going to have some some steps that are standard for people to think through in a resolution. In Maryland, we call it a parenting plan, and it really lays out how, did, how are decisions made, how will we communicate, what will a schedule look like? And those are three broad questions that have much more detailed pieces in it. So where are the kids gonna spend their time? That's summer versus school year. How will exchanges happen? Are we gonna meet at school? Are we going to exchange through daycare? Is someone going to pick up from someone's house? Those are all details that you want to have pretty well decided before you sit down to make a proposal. Because the more detailed your proposal, the more seriously it's going to be taken. Mm -hmm. A lot of times parents come in and say, I want 50-50. Well, I tell people there are a lot of ways to cut a pie in half. So let's get more detailed about that. Because if you just say, I want to see my kids half the time, that doesn't really move you down the field if someone says, I don't want you to see them half the time. But if you can say, well, I have to be there with them on Tuesdays because I'm the assistant coach at their soccer team and practices every Tuesday. So I'm already there. So why don't I pick them up from school and we'll work on homework and then we'll go to practice and then we'll head home. And knowing about what are activities? When do those activities fall? Um, when does the school year going to start? When will it end? And knowing the schedule for your kids and for your family and for your work. A lot of people, you know, a lot of first responders have unusual or not, not your typical nine to five schedule. So you wanna know when are you supposed to be at work? If you went to court and a judge said that you can have week on week off, but you actually work overnights every three days That's not really gonna work for you or your kids. So thinking ahead of time about that stuff and pulling together all that documentation is really helpful. Um, The next part about preparation that I always practice with clients is mediation, any informal settlement talk, it's a little bit of salesmanship. you know, if you barge into the meeting and you sit there with your arms crossed and you say, this is what I want, that's the outcome that makes the most sense. And if you can't see that, you just don't understand this. That's probably not gonna go over that well. And people right. won't agree with that. But if you go in and you present your, your idea or your proposal in a kid-focused way, because you don't wanna go in and say, this is what I want. I, I tell people, Think about it from your kid's perspective. What's gonna be best for your kids? Because then it's a lot harder to argue that your proposal's not the strong one because you're Mm -hmm. looking at it and thinking about it as, this works best for our kid.
0: You know, it's interesting because as you think about, you know, preparing and understanding your position, um, I was thinking about where I used to divide personal property. And when we couldn't agree, we would flip a coin and we would take turns. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell my client, let's do that. However, I want you to think strategically, this just isn't about taking turns. So what does she really want? And you know, you'd say, well, she wants to wash dryer. So Okay, that's what you're picking first. And you can trade it later for something mm-hmm. that ultimately you want later. And that's really what it is, is, you know, play upon the weakness, play upon whatever mm-hmm. they want, you know, and, and d- divine or design a strategy around that. You know, for example, it could be, this case I have, mom is, um, has some bad facts. But all mom wants is joint custody, and she wants the label. That's all that matters. And so, okay, that's fine. We can eventually offer it up, that label, but we're going to design the, you know, the actual time in a different manner, and you're accomplishing it because they feel like they've won. So everybody's got to feel like they, they walk away with a win. Otherwise, it's not going to resolve. And I think that's, you know, as you suggest, you just can't walk in the door, um, you know, in having prepared 15 minutes beforehand. I've seen it happen. And it's you
1: can tell when
0: that's happened. No doubt about it. You know, it's I've always told clients. So if you don't prepare, when I was in Georgia, it was mandatory, and I said, "Well, this will last two minutes or you know, ten hours. I just can't tell you. Depends on how they're going to come in the door." If you say, "Look, I would like you know, week on week off," they say, "Nope," and that's it. It's uh, and it's over because Mm -hmm. they're not prepared to really think through it and find alternatives. I mean, to make it productive, we may have ten different versions. Of everything, you know, ten different versions of, settle, of property of custody, mm-hmm. and and knowing highs, middle, low, but also also keeping mind. I always tell my client, I'm going to keep over here, and you know, this is what I think is likely to happen if we try it. So mm-hmm. you know, kind of your room here, your negotiation room, and uh, and I also want to always let clients know, don't ever feel pressured. That is the biggest thing. If you feel pressured to get this thing done and signed, you'll have regrets the rest of your life. It has to be one in which you feel good about the agreement. And yeah. so if it's a pressure, you walk away, no matter how good the settlement is.
1: Well, sometimes sometimes that's the most important piece to know is that you don't have to settle your case at mediation. Yeah. Um, at least in Maryland, it often comes really early in the process. And so maybe your case just isn't ready yet. Maybe yeah. you don't know all the facts you need to know, but you started the conversation and you know some information.
0: Yeah, and it just has to be good faith efforts, right? You can't walk in there with a no on everything mean um, that's always been a standard in the states I practice, good faith effort to try to resolve. And so, but I do, I, I think that uh, mediation is kind of an often overlooked. And it, to me, it can be a money saver because I think every case that comes in the door for me, I'm, I'm always telling them, let's do informal. I, I think that's a huge um, step forward. It makes them feel, you know, one, they, they took a shot and to see if it does save them money in the long run, if they can get a result, so. And I've had some just completely fall apart and we spent a lot of money trying, but uh, at the the end of the day, it was a good effort, good exercise, Uh, we got a lot of information, so that's why I think mediation's key. Right. So that's all the time we have for this podcast. and there's so much we can continue to talk about in mediation and getting in the details, but that's why I think it's important as we started off the podcast is seek an attorney that just practices exclusively in the area of family law. They're going to be well-versed in mediation strategies to implement and employ and and stay tuned to to our podcasts and, and the town halls that we'll be having now monthly rather than uh, weekly since COVID and we're starting to ease in and, and the state and the country is starting to open back up. Uh, so, you know, if you need a consultation, of course you can reach us at 866-DADS-LAW and find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. So thanks for joining today. Claire, it was great information. I know everybody enjoyed it. It's a lot of meat and substance and that's what we wanted these. So appreciate it.
1: Thanks
0: we we'll continue to tune into our podcast as we continue to bring you the latest information and our town hall. Go to our website at cordellcordell.com. Town hall coming up in July. We're going to talk about specific topics now that we're rolling out of COVID-19 in terms of the states and courts reopening that'll be addressed and be of particular interest to you and your case. Until next time, have a great week.